I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. But this week, we travel to Turkey and see in action the whirling dervishes. The experience gave me a simple insight into how we can curate our travel. Seven years ago, having finally paid off my education loan, I set out on a two-week trip to Turkey with two dear friends. But all our other friends were worried because one of us was interested in nature and was keen to explore the natural beauty of Turkey. The second, uh, that's me, was interested in history, architecture, and culture. The third was interested in everything, but also wanted to party the night away. As you can see, the trip was ripe for conflict. The three of us had very different ideas about travel. It was our last evening in Istanbul, and we had the choice of either going to see belly dancing, or go see the whirling dervishes. In case you have just heard about the whirling dervishes, here is a short primer. The whirling dervishes are a part of the Sufi sect of Islam. They are followers of Rumi, who have taken a vow of poverty and live in monastic conditions. They whirl as a way to worship God. In case you have seen the movie Jodha Akbar, they are featured in the song Khwaja Mere Khwaja. If you have been following my Instagram account or have listened to any of the previous episodes, you get no points for guessing what I actually picked. My friends, however, wanted to see belly dancing. We reached a stalemate, and I was fine if we went our separate ways on this one. But eventually, they decided to accompany me. The dervishes came center stage. They took off their black robes, symbolizing their birth to truth. They bowed. closed their eyes and started whirling this symbolized the beginning of their journey to meeting god their central belief was if you swim with the current it will be more comfortable but it would be much more difficult to swim against the current you will get tired the world is whirling and you are whirling all the particles are whirling whirl and feel the creator in your body as they whirled we couldn't take pictures or videos but you could hear a pin drop that itself felt surreal an audience of 100 and you could hear people breathe the whirling picked up speed and only then did it dawn upon me what i was witnessing they were moving at a rapid pace with their eyes closed not once did they crash or even bump into each other the right palm was facing the heavens and the left was facing the ground it meant that they took whatever blessings that came from god and gave it to the people as they continued turning in a spiritual trance they floated between the two worlds they were now in a deeply personal and intense form of meditation but what truly astounded me were two things first they had amazing control over their bodies they did not even falter neither did it feel giddy try spinning for more than 30 seconds and i assure you that you will lose your footing they did it for 30 minutes without a pause and the best part it never felt like 30 minutes as they floated between the two worlds it was as if they had slowed down time not only for themselves but even for us try sitting in a room quietly for 5 minutes and you will realize how long that feels i sat there for 30 
and I swear it barely felt like five. I exited the performance with a sense of wonderment. My friends actually came out very underwhelmed. Why do you ask? For my friends, it was a performance. For me, it was an experience. For them, the performance was simple. For me, it was elegantly simple. My love for Rumi and interest in Sufism attached more meaning to the entire experience. For someone who was bordering on being an atheist, I stopped and questioned my beliefs. How could someone go on whirling for half an hour without being in a trance or having connected to a higher power? The act of questioning myself was a fantastic revelation for me. And to this day, that memory remains etched in my mind. How many times have you gone to a famous place but felt completely underwhelmed? How many times have you seen a monument and asked yourself, uh, what is the big deal about this? I am sure each one of you can recall a few of those experiences. And on a holiday, it feels like time wasted. So the next time you are in a big city, instead of going to the most famous attractions, pick and choose what you actually like to do. If you are in Delhi, no one says you have to go see the Red Fort or the Qutub Minar. If you love food, go for a food walk. Go to Parathewali Gali and eat those heart attack inducing parathas. Go to Chandni Chowk and Chavdi Bazaar, where golden gurudwaras share space with historic mosques and feast on the flavorful biryani and the butter chicken. Go to Pahadganj and eat Chole Bhature at Sitaram Divan Chand. Head to Chitranjan Park to see how Bengalis have kept their culture alive through their food. So the next time you are planning a vacation, read up about the place and see what interests you. Forget what the world has to say. You just go and seek what will give you joy. This personalization of travel will make your experience more rewarding. And that is what will make for better memories. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memoria on Twitter and YV Travel 42 on Instagram. <laughs>